You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is December 12th. It's a Wednesday, and the year is 2018. About to turn the clocks to 2019. But before we do anything, I got to wish Mama Hayes a happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Mama. Not that she listens to this, nor does she probably care, but (laughs) I'm sending it out there in the atmosphere, and I want all of you to say at the same time, happy birthday, Mama Hayes, because she's a great woman, and she birthed a half-decent child. So, hey. Happy birthday, Half Mama. decent, quarter decent, yep. fully however, decent. However you want to put a percentage on exactly. it, 5%, 10%. She birthed the great son, I'll, I'll say I'll that. I'll take it all. I'll, I'll take say it that, all. Matty. You're um, a great person. Yeah, so we're in here a little bit earlier than what we usually are because you're about to hit the air- airways here in about 45 minutes That's with right. Bo Bishop doing Bishop Moroninus, filling in for the crazy animal that bangs on the glass every day while we're recording our mm-hmm. podcast. Beam will be on from 10 to noon if you're listening to this before. Um we get to 10, but it's early, so like I'm thinking like breakfast is on my mind. I'm not a big sure. breakfast guy. How do you feel about, like, what's your go-to, like, breakfast meal? Beam could just snap his fingers, and right now in the studio, your favorite breakfast meal would pop up. What would that be? I tell you that Monday through Friday, I do a horrible job at eating breakfast. Uh, I just don't do it. Usually, I go to my local coffee shop. I go in. I get a nice little... Uh, a nice little iced coffee. Doesn't matter the time of the year. I'm always drinking a nice coffee. I like a warm coffee, too, a nice hot coffee, uh, but it takes that sucker like an hour and a half to cool down, and I need that caffeine shot in the morning. So usually I go over there, and usually I just have a cup of coffee for breakfast. Usually I don't eat anything. I wait till lunch. Uh, but I will say that Meredith and I, my beautiful wife, we uh, Saturday and Sundays are big going out breakfast days for us. We always, phenomenal. if not both days, Maddie, we always try and do one day yeah. where we go out to breakfast. So for me, the best breakfast that you could possibly have, at least for me, I know there's a lot of different variations, what people enjoy for breakfast. I think the best breakfast food out there has got to be a a breakfast burrito. Like you sit that sucker down in front of me. If you're from Columbus, you're listening to this podcast, I have three places for you to go get a breakfast burrito. Number one for me, DK Diner over in Grandview. All right. Phenomenal. Over on 3rd Ave, you got to go over there and get their original breakfast burrito. It's a no-frills kind of burrito, all right? You get some egg in there. You get some big uh, sliced potatoes in there. You get some sausage, some pepper, some onions, and some cheese. That's it. Comes with a side of salsa. I don't even eat that. I don't dip that in the salsa. I just go in uh, without any kind of salsa. So that, for me, is number one. Number two, it's a tough toss-up because... Uh, Starliner Diner over in Hilliard. Mm-hmm. They do a great breakfast burrito. I'm talking about like they got chorizo, they got salsa verde in there, they got eggs, peppers. Like that's more of like an in your face kind of thing. So if you're feeling bad, like in the morning, hungover, I'd su- I'd AKA su- hungover, I'd suggest a DK Diner. Yep. A little less flavor, but it's still delicious. And Hardy. then number three, uh, a place right by our house where we live at. Uh, it's called South of Lane. It's right there on Arlington Ave in Upper Arlington. Meredith and I walk there frequently. They do what's called the Brick House Burrito. Oh, she's a brick house. So that's got eggs in it. It's got some cheese in it. It's got a little sprinkling of green onions. But the thing I like the most about that is they do this like homemade like chili that's inside of the breakfast burrito. And oh man, and that thing comes out piping hot yep. too. 
You set me down. Yeah, you set me down a breakfast burrito, Maddie. Okay. I'll be happy for days. And usually it fills me up until like about three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm good. No, I like that breakfast. That sounds phenomenal. It really does. All three sounded great. You really sold those really well. They probably need to cut you a check after what you just did. I think they do. But for me, like, I'm not a big breakfast guy. I really don't do much of breakfast. I I mean, I just, you know, nibble on almonds and bananas all day, like a bird. You know what I'm saying? I ate bird food all day long. But if I do do a breakfast, I'm a traditional guy. I'll start with the size because I really want to hone in on the pancakes because okay. it's important All right. what I'm going to say about the pancakes. I need bacon, not mm-hmm. too crispy, not too fatty, right in the middle. Okay. Some nice homemade potatoes. Okay. Are we talking like a, a red skin potato, like Doesn't a new matter. potato, Doesn't wedge? Matter. Like, wedge, but any type of potato. Okay. And I need cheesy, cheesy scrambled eggs. Okay. I'm talking when you pull your fork up, you, you got to loop nice, the cheese. Yeah. You got to loop the cheese. Now, I got to save the pancakes for last because this is important. You have to have crispy edges on your pancakes. I'm with you there. You have to have it. There's no, Look, I will eat pancakes that don't have crispy edges, but the ones that do have crispy edges, those are the ones that work for me. Then you give me a nice tall glass of orange juice. Maybe you throw a little champagne in and I'll have a little mimosa oh, with it. Oh, mama. Yeah, so that, that's my favorite breakfast right there. A little there. vodka in there with a little screwdriver oh, wow. action. How about that? Well, you know, that's nothing wrong with that either. So <laughs> let's get to some Buckeye stuff. Our guy, Ari Wasserman from The Athletic. We've mm-hmm. had him on the podcast before. He did a little piece on next year's quarterback scene. And look, everyone's fully expecting Dwayne Haskins is going to take his talent to the National Football League. Okay, we'll talk about that for the upcoming months. um, And we're going to beat that dead horse over and over again because he's definitely deserving of that talk. But it's fun to think about who's the next guy in line. And I think a lot of people are automatically assuming that it's going to be the little kid from Vegas. Sure. Tate Martell. The little big man. Well, what is Lee Corso not to say when he doesn't agree with something on Saturday? Not so fast, my friend. And this is what Ari Washerman is talking about in this piece here because he points out, you remember Emory Jones, right? Mm-hmm. He tra- took his talents down to Florida, Gainesville. He's down there with the Gators. And it's he points out in the piece that Ryan's day, Ryan Day's first choice after Jones left was Matthew Baldwin. Okay. Four-star quarterback from Texas, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, Lake Travis, I believe. Same uh, high school that Baker Mayfield's from. Okay, there you go. Yes. And here's what's interesting. There's These are two different style of quarterbacks. What is Ryan Day going to want? We don't know. Because if Urban was at the helm next year, we you know, know You already right. heard it this year for Urban, the, the amount of, of love that he gave to Tate Martell. Even when we knew Dwayne was yeah. going to be the starting quarterback. He was showing Tate Martell a lot of love. Now, I don't know if that's because of the new transfer rule being where you got to pat guys' backs to keep them around, make them feel good, whatever the case is. We can't dip into Urban's mind. But to me, this is so fascinating what's going to happen because I think I was caught up in a little bit of this too, just assuming that Tate's going to be the guy next year. Now, if Matthew Baldwin, from some of the stuff you hear, Bobby Carpenter, guy I produced the show for, former first-round pick, he's around the team all the time. Works out at the Woody all the time. I'll tell you this. He's got really nice things to say about Matthew Baldwin. Like I said, this cat was a four-star recruit. Mm -hmm. He's no slouch, pro-style guy. And if Ryan Day wants to continue what we saw this year with Dwayne Haskins, that's going to make fall camp absolutely bananas, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just that you look at this and – you know, that there's going to be philosophy changes coming. And whether that be Ryan Day wants a running style quarterback, whether he wants to keep kind of the Urban Meyer mantra, is that you need to have a, a dual threat guy on the field for you. I mean, we saw it work in Ohio State's favor, of course, more times than not. You know, obviously the play calling under Urban Meyer uh, was something that was scrutinized. But let's be honest, this guy's got nine losses in his tenure at Ohio State. Like, I'm looking at it. 
and it worked just fine. You know, I think that that offense wanted you, uh, it, it left you wanting a little bit more at times, Maddie. But listen, this is going to be, it's a new era, all right? This is going to be a new era starting January 2nd. And so if Ryan Day feels like he's confident that Dwayne Haskins uh, kind of broke this mold of Ohio State having a two-way versatile player at quarterback, yep. and not to say that Matthew Baldwin's not mobile. I mean, you know, I don't I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is the most mobile of guys in the world, but he, right. he got it done he on occasion. Happen. He may Absolutely happen. got it done on occasion. So you just look at this from a standpoint of – uh, just the style and technique that you want to play moving forward. Yeah. Do you want the ability to be able to break defenses down and have big gash runs, maybe some huge over-the-top plays yep. uh, with the quarterback running with his feet? And obviously that side would go to Tate Martell. If you want to keep that little read option going, you want to have an RPO and you think Tate's arm is good enough to extend the pocket yeah. and run down the field, You know, maybe be kind of like a Trace McSorley type mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, that's fine. But then if you want a guy who's going to be a stand-in-the-pocket, prototypical, NFL, pro-style quarterback, then I believe Matt Baldwin will be your guy. So it all comes down to the philosophy changes that we are going to see here at Ohio State. And that's what we said. You know, even since this this Urban News came out that he was retiring at the end of the year, you're going to have to watch Ohio State every single day of the news that is coming out of there because this will tell you – the first six months in Ryan Day's tenure will mm-hmm. tell you kind of the line of thinking what they're going to go down no doubt. as far as play style, tempo, pace, anything yeah. offensive scheme, game plan is going to happen. And so, you know, Matt Baldwin was great, you know, as, as a high school quarterback. And yep. unfortunately for him, he was injured this year. He didn't get to see the field uh, at all. We saw Tate Martell. We saw those packages drawn up for mm-hmm. him. But I'm telling you, these first six months in Ryan Day's tenure here at Ohio State is going to paint a picture of how this offense is going to look for his next however many years that he's going to be here. We could literally copy and paste last spring slash fall storyline and probably use it again this spring slash fall because what's going to happen here is Tate's going to want to know. He's going to want to know. Of course, as as he should. Where am I at? This is my third year in the program. Am I going to be your guy? And this is going to be the first, I believe, outside of the coaching changes, the first tough X and O question that Ryan Day has to answer. Because, like I said, remember, Ryan Day's coming from the NFL. He is not a college guy. Ryan Day is also a quarterback guru. Exactly. This is his his key to the car. Right. So this is exactly. I couldn't have said it any better. So that's why I'm so fascinated by this. And also... Think about this. The guys that were here over the last handful of years, the receivers, the Paris Campbells, mm-hmm. the Johnny Dixons, the Terry McLaurins, look at the elevation in their play sure. when a pro-style quarterback yep. and Dwayne Haskins came in and did what he did all season long. No knock against JT. It's just a different style. It was a different style. And Dwayne was a better passer. And Dwayne was a much better passer yeah. than what we saw from JT Barrett. So now you're talking about, oh, we got Garrett Wilson the other day. We talked about how much he loves Coach Day. Sure. We got Chris Olave who blew up on the scene. You got an Austin Mack who's going to come back and want to have a monster year to probably take his talents to the NFL the following season. So Jeremy Ruckert, I'm expecting huge yeah. things from next Luke year. Luke Farrell so, again. Yes, you're going to have yeah. all these pass catchers with all this ability. Do you want to bog down their talents by running an RPO-type system with Tate Martell? Beam, I think this is absolutely fascinating to talk about. And when you hear some of the guys like Bobby Carpenter, some of the other guys that come in and out of that building – They're saying, do not sleep on Matthew Baldwin. Here's a quote about uh, possibly being the starting quarterback next year for Matthew Baldwin. I love to. I'm going to compete as hard as I can, whether Dwayne comes back or not. Who knows? He's He's had a great season. 
and that will be all up to him. But I'm going to compete as if I am the starter, and I'm going to prepare as if I'm the starter, and hopefully I'll win the job. And obviously this is all via Ari Wasserman from The Athletic. So it's a great piece from him, Beam. It's just to me, I didn't really think about this because Taylor Martell yep. has been the prized possession to be up and coming after Dwayne, but this dude's going to have something to say for sure. Yeah, absolutely he is. And you get in this you get in this town, Maddie. Uh, you get into that practice work ethic that Ohio State over there. You get into these weightlifting programs and these speed programs that Mickey Marotti, the strength and conditioning coach of Ohio State, is getting you into. And listen, I mean, these guys are absolutely keyed up when they go to practice, okay? And so when you come here at Ohio State, you know, even if you look at a guy, you know, let's say like Matthew Baldwin, for example, like even if Dwayne were to come back, you know, you don't think of yourself right. – as I'm just some sort of slouch, of like I, I don't belong here. Like, no, you come to Ohio State to get on the field and shine and hopefully win a Big Ten championship and then a national championship for Ohio State. Right. If you think that these guys come in here with attitudes, I mean, look at it. Chris Olave was a three-star guy. Mm-hmm. You think he comes in here with an attitude, it's like, oh, man, I got Paris, I got Johnny, I got Ben, I got Austin Doesn't Mack, matter. I got Terry McLaurin out there. It's like, no, these dudes come in here every single day yep. and grind and grind and grind and grind to be able to fulfill their dream of playing football for Ohio State. So I think this is going to be great. I mean, obviously a quarterback competition leads to controversy uh, as far as the heightened sense of pressure Yeah. because when, you know, if Matthew Baldwin or Tate Martell steps onto that field for the first snap, you know how this fan base is. If that person doesn't look good, the other person's going to be, you know, hear his name chirped all the time on social media, in the stands, whatever. And so it's going to be a huge decision yeah. that – Ryan Day's going to have to make. Yeah, it's going to be big time. I want to let you know about Roman today. Being Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash locked, fill out a brief medical onboarding, Chat with a doctor and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in a discreet, unmarked package. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Wow, this is something right here, mm-hmm. Beam. This is deep stuff right it here. It is. For, for a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash locked. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash locked. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so you know we always live in a society where we can't just stand pat and not look ahead to things, right? We've already got 2019 Heisman odds. I think these are pretty interesting. Okay. You know who's leading atop the list. Yep, the guy who came in second this year. It's Tua Tungavaloa. So we know that. Number two, I actually think the, the next three are not surprising at all. Trevor Lawrence at plus 450, Jake Fromm plus 650, Mm -hmm. and Jonathan Taylor, you might have heard of him, he's pretty good at running the pill, at plus 700. I look at Jonathan Taylor in this list, Maddie, and if Wisconsin had any kind of the year that they were supposed to have, I mean, Jonathan Taylor rushed for over 2,000 yards this year in the Big Ten. Like, we know that this cat is special. 
Uh, I think it's just unfortunate for him, and it's unfortunate for the Wisconsin Wisconsin Badgers uh, that they laid an egg. You know, this was supposed to be a team that was going to challenge not only for a Big Ten championship, not only challenge Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State for a Big Ten championship. This was going to be yes. a team that was going to challenge uh, for perhaps a national title and a college football playoff spot. And so uh, they lose that early game, and then the wheels kind of fell off. Uh, you know that Alex Hornibrook didn't have the greatest year mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, they were kind of going back and forth through the quarterback rotation there uh, up in Wisconsin. Paul Chris had a lot on his hands, but he has an absolute superstar in Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that offensive line, run blocking, I think man. pass blocking is a whole different uh, beast when it comes up there. That's what um, they do, man. Yeah, they run block. They're corn-fed Wisconsin boys, all right? They know how to run block. They know how to move people off the line. Jonathan Taylor is another special Wisconsin running back. Look at what Melvin Gordon's doing in the league right now. Dog. I mean, that guy is he's Dog. a bit yeah, he's an absolute monster. And so Jonathan Taylor for me, I think is the most interesting one. Uh, because you know that two is going to be there. Yeah. You know that Trevor Lawrence is going to be there just because you know of the team's success. You know that likely Jake Fromm is going to be there. Well, because Georgia... can I push back on that? Go ahead. Only because we've already seen Justin Fields take the field sure. a little bit. Yeah, We have. Now, that's why I think that's going to be so fascinating is to see how that plays out down there. Will we get a Clemson scenario? Sure. To where Jake Fromm's been the guy. He's Look, he did some phenomenal things in the Alabama game. You and I talked about it. He was throwing the rock really, really well. But when you look at Justin Fields and how highly touted he was and him already creeping onto the field, even with Jake Fromm playing well, that's the only reason why I think that's fascinating right there because it won't surprise me at all if we see Clemson 2.0 down there in Georgia next season. Yeah, I just I, I look at it from a standpoint of not even Fields or Fromm, just like the Georgia quarterback because you yeah, know that they're right. going to be doing great things. Uh, you know that they're likely going to win 10, 11 games, maybe go undefeated, win 12 games. Uh, so, I, you know, you look at that and you say, yeah, I understand from the standpoint that's the best player, that's the quarterback, that's the leader on their team. Uh, but then you go up to Wisconsin and they really are the wild. Card because if Wisconsin goes, Maddie, like if they go 11 and 1, 12 and 0 this past year, yeah, like it's a no brainer to me that Jonathan Taylor's winning that Heisman with 2,000 yards rushing, right? Now it's unfortunate that their defense kind of slacked off, uh, the receivers weren't great up there in Wisconsin. But you know, if Wisconsin is mm-hmm. a better team this year, uh, I mean, that was the most quiet 2,000 yard season. Nobody talked about it, nobody, nobody. because they sucked, yeah, you know, because <laughs> right. Wisconsin was not a very good football team this yep. year. And I'll say it right now, I was dead wrong on Wisconsin going you back, you and me both, yeah. I we did our power rankings at the beginning yep. of the college football season through the Big Ten, Wisconsin. Wisconsin was number one for me on that list. And not even boy, close in the West. No, not even That's close. how we were feeling exactly. coming into the season. I think a lot of people were joining us there. I can't agree with you more what you said about Jonathan Taylor and his Heisman hopes uh, that were you know kind of lost because of the lack of success that his team had. So, no, he'll be back next year. He'll be drafted in the first round easily. After him, you got Travis Etienne from Clemson. So, mm-hmm. two Good Clemson player. guys right there. DeAndre Swift, Sam Ellinger, and then, oh. Oh. Tate Mar. Hell. How about that? What's his odds at? Plus 1,050. All right, so he's 150 to 1 odds to win the Heisman, but it's interesting because what we just talked about here in the first segment. Don't even know if Tate's going to be the starting quarterback. Right. It's the same thing I just talked about with Georgia. He may not even be <laughs> right. on an Ohio State roster know, next season yeah. come fall. So, no. There's a there's no doubt he's talented. There is no doubt about it. He's talented, and if he it's just is a, all about what Ryan Day wants to do. That's what it comes do. down to. That's exactly what it comes down to. You got Austin Kendall and Jerry Judy, who, man, 
looking like the next Calvin really coming out of Alabama. He's a freak show wide receiver too. So those two guys had the same odds, Austin Kendall, Jerry, Jerry Judy, excuse me, as Tate Martell does. So look, the talent's there. It's just all going to be about what Beam just said. What does Coach Day want to do with his offense? Beam, let him know about Sling TV, and then we got some other little coaching nuggets floating around about Ohio State. Yeah, Matty, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way for you to do so. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV today and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, if you're listening to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast, you can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. This is Locked on Buckeyes. Your team every day. So Sam Newman covers Temple University for the Temple News. And he put out a, you know, a couple tweets yesterday, Beam, about Greg Schiano, mm-hmm. where she asked some of the other candidates. Um, no surprise, we talked about that early in the week. But I think the thing that stuck out to me was that in one of his tweets, says Schiano is, to, is believed to be on his way out at Ohio State. That's not that shocking to me. But here's the one thing that I really stood out, Beam, is that at Ohio State with Ryan Day not wanting to lose co-DC Alex Grinch to Lincoln Riley in Ooh. Oklahoma. So, we look, Lincoln Riley's trying to get all the Buckeyes up out of here. Of course he, he wanted is. Gear, and rightfully so. He's got a powerhouse rolling right, right. now. He's got something really rolling, back-to-back Heismans two years in a row. Um, back-to-back college football playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Man, my nose is going crazy That's right all right. Now. Thanks for picking me up right there. But, no, this guy, we heard about it, him coming from Alex uh, from Washington State that this guy was up and coming, Mm -hmm. right? And Ryan Day realizes that he cannot lose this guy to another young and up and coming guy in the same industry. So he's going to have to lock him in. You and I have been talking about this since the press conference where he was announced the 25th coach in Ohio State history, that he's going to have some really tough decisions to make here in less than a month because what's going to happen being is that when you got guys like Alex Grinch that are going to be able to get paid big-time money from Oklahoma – Ohio State and G. Smith are going to have to say, you know what, we got to pony up. And in my mind, I think you got to let Shiano do his thing. And it may become an easy decision because Shiano may take a head coaching job somewhere. But you cannot afford to let Alex Grinch go to an Oklahoma team down in the Big 12 and complete their team because offensively they've been ridiculous. Defensively, they've always been pretty bad in the last couple of years. You can't allow that to happen. So I really, really think Ryan Day is going to have to lock up Alex Grinch. Yeah, sure. especially not too, Maddie. I mean, when you look at the the scenarios, I mean, it's very parallel. You look at Lincoln Riley getting the coach from Stoops, one of the historically great coaches in college football. You look at Ryan Day replacing Urban Myers, the next coach at Ohio State. So these yep. are two young guys uh, who have been both thrown keys to a Ferrari. Uh, and the thing about Ohio State, what they've always had is they've always had one of the best coaching staffs in college football. I know I sound like a repeating record when I say that, but it's true. You Very look true. at the amount of depth that they've had in their coaching staffs. I mean, you talk about a former NFL head coach that is your co-defensive coordinator right now. All right. You talk about Alex Grinch, who's a young up and coming guy. You talk about Kevin Wilson, formerly head coach in the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about just everybody. I feel like um, on that coaching staff has the pedigree where they could go and take a head coaching job. Now, maybe not at like top five power sure. five conferences, right. uh, but they, they're they they're all coaches with head coaching pedigree. No and question. so you can't allow Alex Grinch to leave your own team, get out of your own backyard no. and go down 
to Oklahoma. Can't you know, happen. you can't. It's different if this guy wants to go get a head coaching job somewhere at a Mac school or something sure, like that. Right. That's a lot different. But when you're directly competing with Oklahoma, not only for recruits, but you're competing with them for national titles, Heisman's, everything like that, this is something that you cannot allow to happen in the landscape of college football. No, and that's why, like we keep saying, this offseason is going to be so fascinating here at Ohio State. We already got the big domino out the way with the coaching chains, but Beam, man. Every, uh, what Ryan Day is going to have to manage, X and O wise, sure. and coaching staff wise, is going to be so fun to watch. All right, you got about 20 minutes till you hit the airs with double Bs. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm out on Friday, so we'll have some fun tomorrow. I don't know what we're, we we don't have any games to pick. We have nothing. We got nothing going on. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more NFL Buckeyes. Yeah, and that's fine. Like that. I like that. And food and just nonsense. Oh, by the way, Chops did eat the 20 bananas. Yeah, he got it done. That He's feeling bad today, though. It's okay. Yeah, so I, which is my consolation prize. That's so right. I feel good about that. So I owe him Taco Bell. I'm sure he'll crush like six quesadillas, four mm-hmm. Doritos Locos tacos, and uh, some of those cinnamon bites. And shout out to the Baja Blast. Mm-hmm. We'll be back Love it. tomorrow. Thanks for listening.